It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception. Reception. The show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Kill, Matt Harmon here with you. You're listening to Reception Perception the Show. Matt, how are you doing today, pal? I'm doing good, man. Uh, it's move week, so uh, ready to start. Drive across the country at the end of the week, man. I'm I'm ready. I'm go. gassed up, uh, and you know, by the time people listen to this, uh, I might very well be, you know, in like damn Arizona, New Mexico, or something. You never know. <laughs> I love it, man. Hey, we're continuing our look here um, at uh, soon to be second year players: Traylon Burks, Romeo Dubs, uh, Christian Watson, and I thought Alec Pierce uh, had a very interesting rookie campaign. I, I thought he was one of the more interesting players. Going into 2022, what is it going to look like in 2023? We're going to get to that Indianapolis Colt very shortly. But I want to start the show off again by talking about Traylon Burks. Interesting guy here because uh, I tell you what, uh, I thought football Twitter liked him a whole hell of a lot more than old Matt Harmon. 11 games, 54 targets, 33 receptions, 444 yards, just one touchdown. I thought he had more than that last year but no just one touchdown a 61.1 percent catch rate uh but tell the folks matt you were you weren't ever really super high on Traylon burks no uh i was not uh so and i think a lot of it had to do with you know when you go back to his collegiate profile it's important to remember he was playing in kind of this goofy uh college role um, in his reception perception sample for during during college, eighty point five percent of his snaps in the slot or backfield, and eighty four percent of his snaps off the line of scrimmage. We'll come back to that in just a second. We talked about what he okay. did in the NFL, but so remember that he was mostly playing in kind of this like weird role. Um, and you know, so you didn't get a lot of reps of him against press man coverage, and when you did. I do not. I don't care about what his yards per route run against press coverage. Go watch some of those plays, like yards per route run again. Mostly fired into the sun, but especially in an instance like this, where you know the guys like <laughs> okay. covering so the guy covering him against Alabama like falls down and he runs the rest of the field, and all those yards are getting like you know rolled into his yards per route run against press coverage. Anyways. Uh, if you know, go back to the college sample, 57.5% success rate versus man, 62.5% success rate versus press. Those were some of the lower numbers among the class that year. So I kind of thought he would mostly be, uh, you know, he'd kind of sort of continue that slot receiver role in, co- in the NFL that he had in college. Cause you know, he wasn't terrible from like a, from a zone beating perspective, 82.2% in college, that was pretty good at Arkansas. So I kind of mm-hmm. thought he'd be in like the juju truthers. And I mean, excuse me, I just blew it there. The comparison that I was going to have was the, the Traylon Burks truthers don't love this, but I thought that like his best comparable, like best role would be as a juju Smith Schuster style, big slot receiver. The Titans don't agree. Big. 
Yeah, the, the Titans don't agree, apparently, uh, because no, basically they do not. They, you know, I t- like I mentioned, 80.5% of his snaps in the slot or backfield and 84% of his snaps off the line in college. The Titans, you know, they have A.J. Brown exit the exit the, 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 the situation. He's gone. Um, and then, you know, they just throw Traylon Burks into his X receiver role. He took, uh, he was on the line on 75% of his sample snaps and was outside on 83.5%. I mean, I do want to say before we get into some of the, 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 the Traylon Burks profile that James, that is like learning a completely new position being out there as the X receiver versus what he was doing in college. And I do think that's an important note. I, can I just say this? I, I don't understand the utilization, I guess. Well, I, I understand from like a, a body type standpoint, the guy's 6'2", 225 pounds. Um, he was, you know, not not the craziest athlete. I thought he looked way more athletic on the field than he did in terms of testing at the combine, right? Ran a four five five. At 225 pounds, that's fine. That's that's completely fine, but it doesn't jump out the charts. His vertical yeah. of 33 inches, again, fine for a player of that size, but again, it just doesn't it doesn't wow you, right? But when you watch him on the field, I mean, he was an absolute tank, right? So it was a little bit I, I was a little bit torn on it. Um, he certainly was a guy where you know, people were making up excuses in regards to his combine numbers, you know, and, and like the thing you heard a lot was just Oh, go watch the tape. Go watch the tape. The guy's way more athletic than than what he's testing. As it turns out, maybe he wasn't. You know, I don't think we saw necessarily that that crazy athleticism uh, on the field in the NFL uh, last year either. So, I get it from a size standpoint. Six two two twenty five. He's certainly built like an outside X receiver, Matt. But I guess where I'm confused is if he was primarily a slot guy in college, didn't show you a lot of traits as a man-beating guy on the outside in college, what makes this coaching staff then say, well, obviously we're going to stick him on the outside. There seems to be a disconnect there. And by the way, this is very a very true story, but there is was clearly a disconnect between the front office and the coaching staff. Uh, yeah, the the general manager exactly. got fired in the middle exactly. of the season. Uh, the head coach <laughs> definitely did not want them to trade AJ Brown, and definitely wanted everybody to know it because he said in before Mike Vrabel said before that AJ Brown trade, like as long as I'm the head coach of the Titans, AJ Brown will be on the Titans. And then they turn around and trade him in the middle of the draft, and like I do, like I do, I like Mike Vrabel a lot as a coach, so I'm a, I'm a big Mike Vrabel fan. Um, yeah, but like he was really hamming it up in the in like the war room video like in the draft like he was really letting everybody like he was you know walking around like shaking his head as they're making the trade so basically like holding up a sign saying i didn't do this this was not my decision to trade aj brown (laughs) and then by the way the general manager drafts a, a, a quarterback in the third round that the coaching staff doesn't want shit to do with in Malik right. Willis, you know, so they right. clearly disconnect there for sure. Um, I, 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 and I don't know. I, I don't know why they think this is the role for him because, um, I still think like you mentioned the athleticism part of it. I think his athleticism got a little overstated as a collegiate player because he was playing in this like goofy role that I mentioned, you know, he's getting slot snaps and like motion pre-snap playing out of the backfield. Like people compared this guy to Debo Samuel, like I can give me a break, like no way, you know, not at all. So, um, I don't know, dude, of all of the players 
you know, we talked about George Pickens on on the last episode. Um, right. I mentioned there are concerns in George Pickens' profile, but there's also some positive notes in George Pickens' profile. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about like that. I'm that I was like, okay, I'm I got some concerns about George Pickens in terms of reaching his ceiling, but I, I'm pretty confident he's going to be like a solid starting X receiver, like we talked about, like Devontae Parker, yeah. Kenny Galladay type. Um, you know, we're going to talk about Christian Watson here later. I've, I've got my concerns about Christian Watson, but the one guy I'm like maybe really concerned about is Traylon Burks because I just don't know as long as they're going to stick him in this role, like what we've seen so far to really show that he can be a high volume receiver, you know, 23rd percentile success rate versus man, 24th percentile success rate versus press, oh. 24th percentile success rate versus zone. Like you don't, there's not a lot of like guys that you can go back in the database that like I talked about with George Pickens, you know, the low success rate versus zone, but at least he's really good against press coverage. And he's like kind of average against man coverage. Traylon Burks, like, you know, there's just nothing really to hang your hat on here. The only thing you really hang your hat on here with Traylon Burks is like his slant route success rate is really high. His dig route success rate is pretty good at 79.2%. Like he's great on these like crossing routes, which in the Titans offense, you know, when they're going to, you know, run play action and potentially bring guys up to defend the run against Derrick Henry, he's going to make some plays on those routes. But like, then we go back to the athleticism stuff, James, like, he he can really get rolling when he's in space because he's got some decent like build up speed at that side yeah, yeah, size. Yeah. But like he went down on first contact on seventy six point five percent of his in space plays that I that I charted for reception perception. He's not like a That's tackle not breaker good. either. Yeah, he's not really yeah. a tackle breaker. So uh, and, you know, seventy five percent contested catch rate. He can definitely win the ball down the field. But I think he remains. Right a really, really, really difficult evaluation. You know, didn't shine as a separator against presser man. Didn't really have that zone beating skill that he showed in, in the, in the zone heavy slot receiver role he had in college. And like all, again, all of this stuff is like not surprising if you watched him play in college. And um, again, to bring it back to like historical comparables, I, I went back and looked like guys that around that 61 point three percent success or 64.4 percent success rate versus right. man that he had you know the the best i can give you is like mike williams 61 percent success rate versus man in 2018 um but again he was better against zone coverage you know 79.4 percent again another mike i got another mike williams season in here at 2021 61.5 percent success rate versus man but 67 percent success rate versus press 79.7 percent success rate versus zone like you know, maybe right. DJ, DJ Moore when he was kind of trying to figure it out like early in his career, but he was good. He was improving against press and was really good. 81% success rate versus zone. So like, I don't know, I'm struggling to see a, a, an outside receiver here, you know, that, that kind of fits this Traylon Burks mold that ended up becoming a high volume receiver. I, I don't know. Like actually some of his numbers are like similar to Jarvis Landry, which I think would people would find is weird, but, and they're not yeah, going to play the same one. role. So I don't know. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I, when I look through the historical database, I think, uh, a name that maybe kind of sort of jumps out to me that, it, and again, if you want to look at on the high side of what could possibly be, how about Alshon Jeffrey? 
Um, mm-hmm. Again, another big body wide receiver, especially this is, and we're looking at 2017 Alshon Jeffrey, right? Uh, 61.4% success rate versus man. Not very good. Uh, but 77.4% success rate versus zone. Also not the best. Um, but if, if Traylon Burks could have somewhat of an Alshon Jeffrey type of outside X receiver type of, of situation. I, I think Titan fans would actually be pretty happy with that. Yeah. I mean, maybe not with the, the first round pick, uh, obviously maybe that ship has already sailed. Uh, but Alshon Jeffrey in terms of body type, because Jeffrey was such a big boy. Um, you know, he was great. You talk about a guy that was great in contested catch situations like that dude could, could snatch the ball out the air. Um, Maybe that is something that, you know, if you wanted to be optimistic about Traylon Burks about maybe Alshon Jeffrey, maybe is a comp that uh, you could maybe potentially hang your hat on. Alshon, some of his best seasons were like, yeah, it's 67% success rate versus man in 2018. Um, Now he was again, a guy that was around 78 to 77, 79% against zone and Traylon Burks has got to get better there. Um, even if you're not going to be a, you're not going to separate a ton cause you're not the best athlete. Like Alshon Jeffrey definitely, well, you know, not twitched up or anything like that. No. Um, I, Traylon Burks, I don't think is either. doesn't have the same, doesn't have long speed either. Like, I think that's, that's a good, that's actually a really good comparison. Alshon Jeffrey. I think that's even better than Mike Williams. Cause I think Mike Williams has a little more like a little more pop than Traylon Burks yeah. does, uh, you know, and, and I think Jeffrey actually like best case scenario would be a really good one. Um, you know, that they, his 20, you're right. That 2017 season, which by the way is like deep into Alshon Jeffrey's it was. career. You no, know, at it that was point. right. Not like not nothing, but it, you know, it's still like, it, it wasn't the end. Jeffrey really fell off the cliff in like 2019, but yeah, that that's probably like the best, <laughs> the best season you could look at for, for um, Alshon yeah. to compare to Traylon Burks. I, I actually like that one a lot. Yeah, we're just hoping here again. If you're if you're rooting for Traylon Burks, you're rooting for the Titans. You're just hoping uh, that he can develop his route running just a little bit. Maybe his awareness against zone. Uh, by the way, you you did mention right that uh, that he was pretty good against zone coverage. Traylon Burks was in college, so in college, that's yeah. I think that's something that's in his arsenal. Uh, you know, recognizing and beating zone coverage from an outside X receiver position or flanker spot. A little bit different, obviously. Yeah. Uh, different but routes. you know. I, yeah, certainly the traits, though, um, could potentially be there to be, again, better against zone coverage. And I think just by watching the guy play eyeball test only, um, it seems as if that would be the easiest path for him to improve as a player. Just recognition of zone and just really beating zone coverage. Yeah, totally. I think that's got that's got to be it. Um, again, especially because you're going to get a lot of like play action looks, you know, stuff like that. That would be a really crucial thing for him. Um, yeah, just, I don't know, man. I, I think this is the one I'm, I'm, I'm stuck on the most because he didn't translate some of that zone beating skill to the NFL in year one. He right. didn't, he was predictably not good against press man coverage. And if they're going to have him play that X receiver role, which by the way, they're definitely going to have him do again this year. Their other receivers are like Nick Westbrook, Akine, Kyle Phillips. Kind of like I kind of like Kyle Phillips as a sleeper slot receiver. Me too. Chig, yeah, sure. Chig Ocon- This is another thing too. Is like Chig Oconquo, their tight end. I think mm-hmm. he showed a lot t- towards the end of the year. Was probably their best pass catcher, oh, yeah. most explosive. He was definitely their most explosive pass catcher. And it's like gonna kind. He's gonna kind of win in a samey sort of way that Traylon Burks like best routes overlap with, like slants, digs, crossers, stuff like that. Right. 
I think that's kind of what you want Chigo Conquo to be as well. So that's a little interesting to me. I don't know. Um, you know, it's funny just because, like, you look at that receiver core and everybody's like, oh, Traylon Burks going to get, like, a 40% target share. Well, let me tell you what. He better be a lot better. He better be a lot better or that is going to be a rough 40 targets for the Tennessee Titans, who probably aren't going to be a very good offense anyways this year. I don't know what to do to make of their quarterback room, by the way. You got Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, and now Will Levis, right? So, like, what do we – I mean, I don't know. What, what is that room, you know? It's like you got Malik Willis, who absolutely threw up all over his shoes last year. Um, Ryan Tannehill's certainly – I mean, he is just so old now. Uh, and then Will Levis, is this guy – I don't think he's ready either. You know what I mean? So, boy, that – that quarterback room is, is real dicey, man. Um, and, and then the offensive line, I thought to, it, it took a step back this year. So boy, man, this Tennessee offense could be in a world of hurt. Uh, yeah. And like there, they did add to the offensive line. Peter Skronsky was their first round pick. So that I should get better. You know, how long can they ride like the Derrick Henry era? Um, I think there's a chance they could have like pushed this one year too far. Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, like this core of the team, especially because I think not having AJ Brown is still such a huge deal. I know Titans fans have to like whenever they hear the name AJ Brown like brought up in these discussions, like still we're still talking about this, but it just like it's it's gonna it's gonna come up. Sorry to say, um, <laughs> right. and, and I, right. I think again you look at you read the the body language when when they make the Will Levis pick. Like I don't think I don't think Mike Vrabel's all that down with like. Will Levis, right? Because he's, I think he still loves Ryan Tannehill, and I get it. Like, Ryan Tannehill's a gritty player. He's really tough. He will stand in there even to his detriment and take a shot under pressure. What we talked about in the last episode with Derek Carr, where, like, you know, the pressure, it's going to get a little, it's going to get a little wonky there. He's going to want to check that ball down. Ryan Tannehill will stare down the barrel and wait till the very last minute to pull that trigger, and he will get himself crushed, but it's an admirable trait. Uh, and it will get himself injured, right? They definitely don't want anything to do with Malik Willis. And now it's like, all right, well, we Mike Vrabel wants to win. Mike Vrabel wants to, to compete. And we're using a second-round pick on a quarterback that is we ideally don't want to play. I think it's mm-hmm. a tough quarterback room right now. I mean, maybe Will Levis ends up being good. But, yeah. again, I think there's a little bit of a disconnect there between the front quarterback office and, and the front staff. office and the coaching staff. And, and I yeah. think that's been demonstrated in their quarterback picks the last two years. So, um I don't know. I I think I th- I think we're we're in a little bit of an odd spot with this Titans offense, and and for that reason, it just makes me kind of like raise one more eyebrow at, at Traylon Burks and what we might get out of him. 